0: wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening
1: es audio
2: from the evening standard in london i'm Rochelle travers and this is the leader i in a huge relief huge relief that, that she's on a plane that she's coming home that she's free and thank you to everyone who's been helping along the way it's been a long journey that people have been keeping us um following it on the news on petitions with the government um i've said some rough things over the years um But in the end, she's coming home. The day is finally here. Nazanin Zagari-Ratcliffe is coming home. Her husband Richard heard speaking there, who campaigned tirelessly for her release.
1: It's been a long time, um, hasn't it? We were just saying, you know, last night, Gabrielle was
2: asking, is is mummy really coming back tomorrow? I said, well, I don't don't know for sure. I think we're close there. Um, I mean, I now know, pretty surely, she's coming home. After six years in prison in Iran, Nazanin is set to be reunited with her family in London. Here's Foreign Secretary
1: Liz Truss confirming the news. Well, I'm delighted that Nazanin, Anousheh and Murad have all been released by the Iranians and that Nazanin and Anousheh will return back home to the UK.
2: At the time of recording this podcast, the mother of one is on a flight along with British Iranian businessman Anousheh Ashoury, who had also been detained since 2017. Another British national, Morad Tabaz, has been released from prison but remains in Iran. Ailey McPherson is an Amnesty International UK campaigner who has worked closely with the families. We've
1: had confirmation that both Anisha Ashuri and Nazneen Zagari radcliffe are going to be back in the UK today, which is incredible news. We've also heard that Morad um, Tabaz, who's another UK national who's been detained in Iran, will be released on furlough today. So although that's not you know, that's not um, a full release, that is at least some progress in his case too.
2: There's a photo of Nazanin on the plane in the air that has been posted on social media by her MP, Tulip What was it like to see that photo?
1: I mean, it's just incredible. It's been very emotional in the office today. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm in the Amnesty office today and all of our colleagues have been just, we just didn't believe it was true until we saw that photograph. It's incredible to have some, yeah, to have an actual uh, visual proof that this is happening. It's something that we've all sort of thought about, campaigned for, for such a long time.
2: Just on a personal level, how are you feeling right now?
1: I mean, it's it's really hard to take in, to be honest, at the moment. It's, um, yes, I've worked on Nazanin's case since I joined Amnesty five years ago and very closely with Anishé's family over over the last few years. And it's a day we've always hoped for. And, you know, I've just been overwhelmed by the, the campaigning that amnesty activists around the country have continuously put into these two cases and have also just been incredibly overwhelmed by the families, their strength and their persistence in ensuring that their loved ones aren't forgotten and are constantly prioritised. I think there's a lot of excitement. I don't think we're close to relief yet. I think once we see the two of them back with their families, that will certainly be huge moment but you know we're really focused as well on the fact that there's other UK nationals still detained in Iran we're going to continue to campaign for their release there's other prisoners unjustly detained there and you know our work continues but it's just really exciting to see that see that progress happens and you know and yeah like we've seen justice in these two cases finally although important not to forget that they should never have been detained in the first place.
2: Have you heard from the family since the news?
1: We've been in touch with both of them today, and I think they're waiting until they're actually they're actually back and they can, yeah, see them and <laughs> hug them, and that's that's what they're waiting for. I think it's been an incredibly it's been, yeah, a sort of traumatic number of years, an incredibly stressful few days where we've felt closer than we ever have before to release. and I think they've been, you know, very conscious that things could go wrong up until the last minute. So they've, um, yeah, been been very sort of cautious about any celebration.
2: Ailey, you work closely with the families. What sort of campaigning and work did you do?
1: So both of the families have run their own absolutely, you know, phenomenal campaigns and Amnesty has worked in partnership with them to see how we can best support. So uh, Amnesty campaigners have around the country have been signing petitions, they've been writing to their MPs, they've um, physically turned up for events and stunts over the years. Many people came and joined Richard Radcliffe um, at sort of both of the hunger strikes that he unfortunately felt he had to undertake over the last few years. And we every day we get messages of support and care for both of the families. It's something that is really, really important to whole amnesty movement across the UK and around the world really.
2: Give us an overview of both Nazanin and Nouche's cases. How did we get here?
1: Yeah so um, this start, first started with Nazanin's arrest and together um, they've been detained for a combined over 10 years. Both of them have faced like the, like I said these really unjust charges of um, of being threats to national security and they've had sort of uh, delayed and um, delayed trials. Nazanin's actually served her full sentence and then had another, another sentence added on top of that. There's really not been any due process.
2: Can you give us a bit of an insight into how the families felt during this time and just how relentlessly they worked to try and bring them home safely?
1: The families have faced almost constant uncertainty. There's been times that they've not been able to speak directly to their loved ones, that both Anashe and Nazanin haven't been able to access lawyers, haven't been able to access medical treatment. So they've been really concerned for their welfare, as well as obviously dealing with the, the unjustness of them being detained on these really spurious charges. And But throughout that, they've really focused on making sure that their cases aren't forgotten, that people are reminded of who they are, why they need to come home, and why they should never have been arrested in the first place.
2: You know the families personally. What was your take on them as individuals?
1: I they think they're just, you know, just incredible people. I've constantly been in awe of the of the bravery, of the commitment of both of the families, um, Sherry, Anishay's wife, as well as Richard, Azanin's husband. We've you know sort of met with them regularly we've been in almost constant contact with them over the last few years we've camped with Richard outside the foreign office we've um, stood in Parliament Square with placards and we've um, yeah worked with all their families they've been incredibly warm and yeah sort of welcoming to us as part of their campaign.
2: Obviously hugely positive news today but there are still a lot of questions that remain about the handling of this situation aren't
1: there? So, um, yeah, we've consistently called on the UK government to do more. It's, um, you know, we have seen action for the UK government. We have seen them prioritise the cases, but that hasn't, you know, that hasn't always been true. And um, it's been times where sort of both Amnesty and the families have expressed real frustration about the UK government's handling of the cases and, you know, sort of prioritisation of them. There's other British nationals that are still detained in Iran. There's other... Um, nationals of other European countries still detained in Iran and we will continue to fight for their release as well as asking some of those really tough questions about why both Nazanin and Anashe were held for so long.
2: And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm.